Good evening, uh, good late evening to you and yours. It is 11.34 on Thursday, January 26th. Purdue has just won their 20th game. They're 20-1. and one. 20th game of the season. They're still number one uh, in your hearts and, and number one in the polls. Uh, but they, they beat Michigan tonight uh, in Chrysler. It's a tough place to win. It's, a, it's also a tough place to win when... Hunter Dickinson gets a different set, set of rules, but let's not focus on that right away. We thank our sponsors. Thanks to Martin Vintage. Head over to martinvintage.com. Get a t-shirt, get a sweatshirt. Enter Boiled at checkout. Uh, you'll get 15% off. That's martinvintage.com. And when you're on campus next time, go over to AJ's on Vine. If you haven't been there, my goodness, what are you doing with your life? I mean, this place, it's very, very delicious. People are friendly. Got televisions, nice inside when it's cold out on a winter evening. You should you should go over there. Adam is on right now live. That is that's the dedication. That is the teamwork you've got here. The synergy between AJ's and Boiled Sports. He's on here live, even at eleven thirty-five. Eataj's.com. Go see my friend Adam and um, enjoy one of my my favorite things they have. I mean, like seriously, it could be the, it could be the pretzels. It could be the beef. It could be whatever burgers, beef, beer, AJ's. See, I nailed the slogan. Dag nabbit. Don't get that type of professionalism everywhere, but you get here on boiled sports. So I was uh, out of town for business and my pals, Michael and Anish were in my stead. You saw a rare basketball beat kind of early evening, early evening uh, wrap-up after the Maryland game. Um, so they, they did a great job. I'm sure you guys were happy to see them. I uh, I saw there was uh, my buddy Mo Hill was, came to see me, and I wasn't here. And, and I don't see him here, by the way. So, um, but, but uh, Michael uh, Michael's demise has been uh, greatly over-exaggerated. And Anish and Michael held down the fort, did a great job. It's good to see them doing that. But... Tonight, it was good to see uh, Purdue handle their business. This is one of those games where uh, it felt a bit like what Purdue did early in the season, where they kind of they got a lead and then they kept that team from getting all the way back. The officials were doing absolutely everything they could to make basketball not look like basketball, which is what Big Ten officials do. Tonight, it was things like moving picks. Uh, Hunter Dickinson uh, kind of put the cherry on the top of the game by throwing a hip check into Brandon Newman uh, on a... I mean, a stupid three, a bank three from 22 feet, 23 feet. Uh, but but Dickinson freed him up by a, a completely illegal pick. And it wasn't just an illegal pick that wasn't called. It was a legal pick with a little something extra. And that's the thing. That's why I dislike Dickinson so much. Him and his coach are quite a tandem for me. Easy to root against. Easy to dislike. John Howard's a punk. Hunter Dickinson's a punk. They're a good tandem. It's sad they can't play forever. COVID has tried to keep them together, and the fact that Hunter Dickinson, just like Trace Jackson Davis, is like, what, three or four, however many one-and-dones, but it's good to always good to beat them. Always good to beat Michigan. Michigan, on top of Dickinson, has a bunch of guys that are kind of nondescript players to me, a bunch of guys. They've got named Shitter, who is um, a total spaz, who just comes up for no good reason and just chucks a Purdue player in the back or... Uh, takes Caleb first and leg whips him or throws an elbow high, you know, stuff like that. Um, that 
yeah, it's it's not recognizable the, what they allow in the Big Ten. But Purdue showed a lot of poise tonight, a lot more than I did, um, as they fought, scratched, clawed their way to their 20th victory. Um, a lot of guys were important, but if you really want to break down why Purdue won this, the little things mattered, right? David Jenkins hit some key threes when Purdue really needed them. One was in the first half. I think one was in the second half, I believe. He was two for two from three. That type of stuff matters, right? Fletcher Lawyer, Lawyer made a ton of big plays, a couple, couple touch shots. He had one where he avoided a block shot, kind of ducked under, and it looked like a push shot almost with not much arch, and it just kind of and fell in. Uh, Braden Smith had a coast-to-coast uh, rebound, and he came all the way down, caught Michigan napping, played with another pace, finger rolled the ball in. Uh, and Smith was very, very timely. I said that on Twitter. He was very timely with his buckets, kept Purdue uh, in the lead at an arm's length away from Michigan. Michigan fought back. They hit some big shots. Uh, a couple of their shooters kept them in there, really. Uh, a couple good three-point shots. Dickinson did have a, a like a colossal three, a 26, 27-footer. Um, but uh, Edie didn't have his best game. He was, uh, I don't want to say he neutralized completely. He still had a solid game, but he was he was unable to play through the um, the contact, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's so hard to for me to be fair at all, honestly, when I watch him getting the just absolute hell beaten out of him. And by a guy like Dickinson, it's not like it's a little guy and they're just letting him play because like, oh, he's little because we've seen that before. This is another seven-footer. Dickinson, I think, is 7-1. And... He wouldn't let Edie come up the court. If Purdue was going into their half-court sets and he would, Edie would come up and set a high screen, he'd turn, and then he would get grabbed or held so he couldn't even make his way to the basket. It wasn't like, um, it's not, that's not basketball. That's not basketball at all. It should have been whistled every damn time. He should have had foul, uh, five fouls in the first 10 minutes of the game. So it's a hard thing to say, yeah, Zach didn't play his best game. Sure, he didn't play his best game because it wasn't football that they were playing. And you can't say it was reciprocal because Edie doesn't play that type of basketball on the other end. That's the problem with this. But other guys rose to the occasion. I'm going to talk to that here in a second. One thing Purdue did really well, uh, a pair of key free throws iced the game. Actually, two pairs of free throws, two by Lawyer and then two by Newman. They were very, very important. But hitting those free throws down the stretch, and conversely, Edie missed the front end of a one-and-one one right before. That could have been costly. Edie also, they, they, got called, they called him for a moving screen. This is, the, this is the stuff that makes me most mad, is when they call two separate games on other ends, opposite ends of the court. If you're going to call dog meat fouls, if you're going to play this crap brand of Big Ten basketball where it's just like guys mugging each other, okay. But if you're going to call... Moving screen on Edie and then not call it on the other seven-footer as he comes up high with the elbow. In fact, go watch that one again. You tell me what you think. Tell me what you think about that screen. It's in the closing minute and a half of the game. It's on the right side, and it's completely cheap. And it wasn't even a whistle, let alone a flagrant foul. Uh, Newman just got cleated on that one, to use a football term. Um, but that stuff makes me nuts. But it made the game a little bit closer than it needed to be. Thank God that uh, Lawyer and uh, Newman were just very cool under pressure. 
from the free throw line. Uh, like I said, Purdue improves to 20 and one. Now they're just throwing whipped cream on the on the the frosty, the topping, or the uh, Sunday, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Purdue continues to add to their best start ever in program history. 20 and one, they beat Michigan 75 to 70 in Chrysler. It's a tough place to win. Remember last year, Purdue got beaten by like seven billion at Michigan. Let's not forget, lest we forget. I think it was actually like 24 points. But it was, it was sizable, and it wasn't fun at all to watch that game. So um, Caleb first had a quiet night. Um, uh, he, was, he just didn't have a great game. Zach Eady, really, <laughs> here again, I'm going to say this like I said a couple games ago. Uh, I said not a very good game, an off game, whatever. 19 points, 9 rebounds. Two blocks, and I think he should have gotten credit for a third block, actually, but he had a lot of um, shots that he, he defended that made a big difference. He had uh, four turnovers, which isn't great, and I, they only three personal fouls felt like he had more. It felt like he was in foul trouble a lot, a, a big portion of the game. And when he left the game, I didn't talk about this, when he would leave the game, Trey Kaufman Wren would come in. This is another guy, another little thing that mattered. Trey Kaufman Wren comes in. And he, all he did was go toe-to-toe with, um, with Hunter Dickinson and look really, really good while doing it. He had a couple big buckets. Uh, they had, a, of course, just for good ma- uh, measure, they had a really cheap foul called on Coffin Wren that didn't make any sense. They had another really cheap foul called on Caleb First that didn't make any sense uh, in the blocks against Dickinson. He gets protected like he's made of sugar. Um, uh, maybe it's because all the whining. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Whatever it is, it's effective at some some level. But Coffin Wren, very, very effective minutes. Um, four for four from the floor. Four for four from the floor. I don't know why I structured it that way. Um, Gillis had a couple really big plays. Didn't fill the stat sheet, but he had four boards. Uh, Newman, like I said, two key free throws down the end, four points. And Jenkins finishes with eight. He had uh, He was two for two from three. And two for two from the free throw line. That's efficiency right there, my friends. Uh, like I said, Fletcher Lawyer, 17 points. He also has two rebounds to add to it. Uh, Bra- uh, Braden Smith, 10, only 10 points. But let's see, he had 10 points, two boards, two assists, and a steal. Uh, the steal was important. Purdue out-rebounded Michigan, 34-26, to 26, which they are accustomed to doing. And they got back to what they're really, really good at versus Michigan. But these free throws, hitting 16 of 20 free throws, extremely important. Um, free throws for this team, because they rely so heavily on drawing fouls, are going to be important. They're going to be fuel all year. And Purdue shot over 40% from three. Uh, so that's that's it. Purdue is 20-1, and one, and uh, that's a pretty darn good start. Got a lot of you guys online. I'll read a couple comments here. Uh, like I said, Adam here says, Woo! Word man, uh, Ben Cotton, uh, almost as delicious as Boiler Dad. What's that? The, the oh, the, the the selections at AJ's are almost as delicious. Almost, I, I, I don't know. Well, not that delicious, Ben. Make me blush. Kevin in Albuquerque says it's a win in Chrysler. I remember how big that was in '94. Me too, me too, Kevin. Um, I was actually in the airport because that was coming back from spring break. It's the tail end of spring break in 1994. See, I'm old, too. Uh, me and my college roommate were coming back from Maine, where he lived in, and we were sprinting through the terminal because we waited until Purdue had had won that game because it was a close one. Um, and I think, did that clinch the Big Ten title? Purdue clinched the Big Ten title versus Michigan a couple times, uh, but that was a big one. Uh, Vincent Moster says, Edie going one for three from the line. Um, that's uh, That's incredible. He only shot the 
he only shot free throws three times. Whatever. Um, it's garbage. Uh, Kyle Ray, uh, AW profile pick is hilarious if you get to see it. Check it out. It's funny. It's an old school reference. Old people will get it. People in their, what, late 20s won't have any idea why it's funny. But I'm not going to tell them. you got to look it up yourself. Um, B. Wayne 85. I read this one because this is important. This is a big deal. Finally made the chat. Welcome. Glad you're here. Appreciate it. LBD is just on off camera giving me refreshment because he knows. Look at that. Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, but uh, I needed that. A lot of talking. That'll do it. Randall uh, Kendig says, terrific win, unbelievable tenacity for this group, and that, uh, that cool demeanor that this team has, the ability to finish games out, continues to be a big storyline all season. It's a big deal. Um, I don't know. You know, people try to look into their crystal balls and tell you what – crystal balls um try to look into their crystal ball and tell you what this means a team with this type of poison this ability to finish i can't tell you any of that i can't tell you what the formula is but sure as hell not a bad thing to finish games this way over and over and over ruffians about uh, a twitter pal says uh a little pepper on that pick a little pepper on oh yeah a little pepper on that pick he's talking about the one from uh dickinson yeah, a little, lot of pepper on that one. It was spicy. Uh, Chris Sanders, uh, eight on five is a tough way to play, and it happens over and over. So, by the way, this isn't just limited to Purdue going on the road. It's Big Ten basketball on the road. It's just what it is. And I mean, like I, I'd love to say this to say us against the world. It is you against the world when you're on the road in college basketball. That's the problem with college basketball. But it's really a problem in Big Ten basketball. The rest love the party. Like I say, they like to get lathered up with the student section have a good time with it and really come down and foul count it let's go saw some rare stuff tonight one ref stopped a game when a michigan player lost his shoe why it's because he felt like it it's not normal it's not what you do in basketball but he did he went ahead and did that for him a little gift a lot of gifts uh sam lovejoy says uh morton's offensive night might have uh staved off the uh the boilers from the zebras yeah Morton, I didn't mention Morton, but Morton had a couple key shots. Let me look at that really fast. And Morton had five points. He was one for one from three. He had a big play. And then he had another really nifty drive on the left side baseline. Um, doing little things is what I keep saying. That's the theme tonight. The, the theme for this win is doing the little things. Purdue didn't have their um, the uh, points uh, eternal flowing from Edie like you could get he he missed a lot of shots like I said I, I said earlier it's tough to judge a guy when he's getting that much contact but he missed a lot of shots um, let me see how many I really didn't even look at that Edie uh, yeah he missed he missed seven shots um, nine of 16 the one for three from the free throw line it's not good but only shooting three free throws is pretty questionable um, and the bench was awesome. Paul S. says, uh, nice to see the bench, especially TKR, have production. They were huge. They Remember, in the first half, Purdue was down. The bench came in and gave Purdue the lead. If you didn't watch the game, I'll fill you in a little bit. Uh, hey, LBD, I don't know if you heard that. So, but it was cool. It, that, that was really cool. The bench came in and did some big things. It wasn't just T it was TKR plus Jenkins in the first half. That was a big deal. Um, so, yeah, that's a huge point. It's a very good point. Zachary Young says, 
Really hoping hoping to see the script Purdue jerseys on Sunday. The, the rumors are they're coming. Uh, I don't know when. I, I love the the Purdue script. It's not the same script that I have on this sweatshirt. Uh, it's a, I think it's a better script. It's the one on the um, on the old wooden jerseys, uh, the jersey that Breeze bought and donated back to Purdue or let them use it. I don't know exactly how that agreement works, but whatever he did, it was generous. Uh, Shane Hinkle says, this team is beautiful to watch, and he emphasized team. Even though the, uh, they have they make mistakes, they're young, they're doing young kid things, but they are brilliant, fluid team. And when they get flowing, when they are passing the ball and moving the ball well, they are extremely tough to defend. And that's what's so interesting. Completely different look. Edie left the game; he was struggling, and this second group comes in with Newman and Jenkins and uh, TKR. And I think Smith might have no Smith was out at that point, but Lawyer might have stayed in. I think Lawyer was the only starter and, um, and first was in, in that first half. But the ball movement was incredible. It's a really good point. The ball move was incredible. They played a different brand of basketball. They have different gears, different looks, and they're a lot of fun to watch. I don't think that version of this Purdue team this year would be enough to contend for a Big Ten title. You know, without Edie is what I mean. Edie's very important to this team, obviously. But they're awfully good, and they're giving you a little – Maybe a little hint into a different look of a Purdue basketball team in a year or two. Um, when Will Berg is part of the lineup regularly, he'll come off the bench, I think, for a little bit. But Berg really moves well without the ball. He's a little bit different than Edie, and he can pick and pop. He can he can hit the three-pointer. Um, at least that's what his highlight videos say and his workout videos. Who knows? Remember, there were videos around there. I'm not going to mention the guy's name, but there was an ex-Purdue point guard who would put out workout videos, and he would be knocking down 20, 22, 23-footers, and then the game would come along, and he couldn't shoot still, just like he did the previous season. I'm not going to mention his name because I don't want to disparage a guy, but you never know. Workouts are a little different. I mean, I can hit shots and workout. I'm a pretty bad shooter with somebody in my face um, I'm pretty bad at basketball at this point Joe Ensley says uh, Morton stopped a three on one fast break that was an incredible thank you for that point too this is why I love the interaction uh, Purdue was on a little bit of a run I think they were on like a 9-0 run or something like that and it was a three on one Michigan on Purdue Morton was backpedaling and he stopped the fast break and he pulled down the rebound and got it out of there that was a huge play, uh, huge stanza. I think that was first half. You can tell me if I'm right there. But I think that was in the first half, Joe. I'm almost positive. Boiler man, boiler man, boiler, boiler man, boiler man um, says Morton might have uh, lost the refs on that last screen due to him trying to oversell the one before. But that last screen was not on Morton. It was on Newman. So not so fast. I'm almost positive it was on Newman. So I can double check that. My memory is not great, but, and I, like I said, I'll admit that I'm wrong. I think I'm the only person in America that admits he's wrong because uh, the media doesn't do it. Our politicians don't do it. Our leadership doesn't do it, but I'll admit I'm wrong and I'm wrong a lot. And I appreciate you guys pointing it out for me. Not really, but I do, but I will admit it when I'm wrong. Uh, Sam Lovejoy says, please explain to me how the spread was four and a half. We won by five and the game was officiating the way it was. Please answer this one for me. I think, the way I'd answer that is Purdue's really good at basketball. I don't bet on sports. Uh, I do know that, um, and I don't understand the minus four and a half, and I'm not trying to be funny. I really don't understand it, and I don't dig into it to really know because I, I don't bet, and I don't see a good thing for me betting on sports. It doesn't do anything good. You've heard me 
explain why. I'm not going to say it again. It goes back to fifth grade. I don't bet on sports, though. So Purdue's good. Uh, yeah. Ben Gloyd, you are correct. You're correct. You guessed it. Uh, I don't know if you remember those summer workout videos that he put out, but anyway. Uh, Sam Lovejoy says again, uh, says Joe Easley, yes, he did. Uh, best D on the team. Yeah, great, great defender. Um, let's see, one more. Let's say Brian T., welcome back. Anish held it down for uh, down last game for you, but it's good to have you back. Yeah, I watched, I watched the uh, show. I didn't watch it live um, because I was on the West Coast. So my, my schedule, when I'm on the West Coast, when I'm working – um, I, it's weird. I cannot get anything done like in my leisure time. I stay at the office later because I don't have my wife and kids to go home to. So I stay at the off later, office later, get stuff done. Sometimes I have presentations or stuff to get ready. Um, and then I, um, when I watch something like, let's see, that was Sunday night. Ah, oh, yeah. I, I went out to the coast. So <laughs> Um, just cause I flew in and I wanted to see something that I'd never seen in Southern California, but it was really, really cool. Um, thanks for asking. <laughs> so that's about it. I'm de- I'm so derailed. Um, I really appreciate everyone tuning in. I really appreciate our sponsors, Martin Vintage and AJ's. I really appreciate Adam tuning in live. That's awesome. Um, but thank you to everyone. Uh, thanks for, thanks to Anish and Michael for, uh, for doing big things. Uh, it's like riding a bike for those two, uh, Everybody thought Michael was gone, but he's still with us. So, yeah, it was pretty good, and uh, they did a great job. And Purdue won uh, an ugly game versus Maryland while I was gone, while I was indisposed as well. So, um, yeah, I, so I, there's a conversation on here about Smith possibly losing his starting job. That's nutty. That's crazy talk. I'm not, I'm not entertaining that. Uh, Braden Smith is the truth. So... Thank you guys for tuning and girls. Thank you guys and girls for tuning in because there are ladies on here. There just aren't a ton of them. They don't sound off. In fact, I learned about one of them a little bit ago that said she never sounds off because she says it feels like a bit of a a boy party. But uh, yeah, there's there's girls here too. There's ladies here, and I appreciate that. Guys, girls, thank you for tuning in. Hammer down. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Until next time.